Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Welcome to the Lamplighters podcast. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. We are grateful to be on the journey with you this year as we travel through the Psalms. Now, last week, we had a really powerful lesson where we tried to immerse ourselves in the actual Passover story, where we imagined Jesus singing those Hallel Psalms Mm -hmm. just as they had been sung for well over a thousand years. And then hopefully took some time reflecting on their greater meaning because of the cross. So Jan, this is our last lesson, (laughs) unbelievably. How are we going to end the study of Psalms this week? Well, I think in the only way possible, and that's with praise. Uh, Eugene Peterson has a quote I've always loved. He says, all prayer pursued far enough becomes praise. Mm. And that's where we are ending today. But I'm in the mood to step back again and okay. review again. That's, All right. You know me, the big picture. Um, let's just take back, go back to September and review the year. Okay. So we started by learning that the Psalms are a microcosm of life. In mm-hmm. other words, they capture every possible human experience and they turn that experience uh, as a sacrifice to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we have journeyed through all those experiences, mm-hmm. through trust, despair, and hope, refuge and rescue, anxiety and fear, doubt and unbelief, comfort and peace, as well as loneliness and conflict. Mm-hmm. The Psalms helped us discover the gift of thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, the glory of God in creation, the need to thirst for the living water. We examined God's ability to provide safety and protection and also his anger at injustice and his right to judge. We identified with the psalmists in their awe of creation, their fear of the Lord, their desperation when they felt ignored or unheard, Mm -hmm. their anger when things, things weren't going the way they expected, and also their demand that God do something about it, like right right now. Yeah. And we also learned to lament. This was new for some of us, mm-hmm. right? To grieve over that which isn't right in ourselves and in the world. Yeah. Hopefully along the way, we learned with the psalmist that God always hears and always acts eventually for His glory and for our good, and that He welcomes our deepest thoughts and feelings poured out to Him, as I said earlier, in, in an offering of our complete selves. So if we're not doing that, we're not offering him our complete selves. Right. So we've immersed ourselves in the story of salvation, really from the beginning, but also, you know, before Holy Week. We've discovered the good news that never grows old. And from just talking with people who've been doing the study with us, what I've learned is we have prayed and wrestled and fought back and given in We've worshipped, we've expressed gratitude and bewilderment mm-hmm, <laughs> along the way. We have crept closer to transparency with each other and exercised courage. Uh, some of us have tried to hide. <laughs> we have laughed and cried, rejoiced and mourned with mm-hmm. each other and with the psalmist. So now we arrive at the end of the psalms. All of we, all that we have experienced together this year and individually brings us to the only logical endpoint, and that is praise, where the Psalms end. Well, thank you for that summary. I always love a, a, something I can tie up real neatly, and you did that. <laughs> um, for me, it's been such an amazing year 
Um, because I, I think I said at the very beginning of the year, I have never really spent any time studying the Psalms. And I've heard so many people talk about how it was the book of the Bible that they went to the most often. And so mm-hmm. I thought, what, what am I missing out on? Um, and I think so often I feel like no one understands who I am or what my life is really like. And that is so true because we all walk different paths in this life, in this life. I mean, no, none of us have the same experiences. No. Except it's also not true because (laughs) even though no one in this world understands, we have a savior who has walked with us through it Mm -hmm. the entire time. And what this year has reminded me is that he wants to hear about all of it from me. He wants my sorrow and pain, my complaints and fears, my anger. And he wants all the good stuff too. Mm -hmm. He wants me to cry with him and rejoice with him always. And that's because when I go to him with any of these things, I'm not telling him something that he doesn't already know, (laughs) but I'm reminding myself of who he is and what he can do for me when I'm feeling however it is that I'm feeling. And as you've just said, Jan, no matter what I start with, when my focus shifts from me to him, the only thing left is to praise him. Exactly. Which is what these two Psalms tell us, Psalm 96 and Psalm 150. Now, you know, I always say this, Lynn, that you should read the Bible out loud. Oh, yeah. Because it's meant to be heard. Uh-huh. Uh, well, these really should be read out loud. Yeah. Really. So I hope everybody does that okay. before they start thinking about, you know, not just jumping straight in, but read it out loud because you'll hear things that you won't see when you read it. Right. Anyway, what struck me when I did that was there overall, is there riotous, mm-hmm. loud, all-encompassing joy. Mm-hmm. Everybody and everything gets into the act of worship, even Gentiles and uh-huh. all of creation. Um, Psalm 96 actually appears in an early version in First Chronicles chapter 16. It may have been sung when David brought the ark to Jerusalem. You will remember what an incredibly joyous occasion that was. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 96 also may have been used at the dedication of the Second Temple after the Jews returned from exile in Babylon. And the astonishing thing about it is, what you'll notice when you read it out loud, especially, is the imperatives, Mm -hmm. the commands. Sing, proclaim, declare, ascribe. I had to look that one up. It means acknowledge. Uh Uh, Worship, say. In other words, tell people. Yeah. The church word is testify, mm-hmm. but tell people. What are we supposed to tell them? Psalm tells us that too. We tell them about God's character and actions. His deeds are marvelous. He is worthy to be praised. He made the heavens. He is great, glorious, and to be feared. His splendor and majesty, strength, and glory fill the sanctuary. The splendor of his holiness makes us tremble before him. He reigns over all all the earth. And the psalm goes on to reveal the joy that is inescapable because of the Lord's reign. Mm. The heavens rejoice, the earth is glad, the sea resounds, fields are jubilant. And I especially love that image. The trees sing for joy. I can hear that sometimes when Mm -hmm. I'm outside in God's creation. Even the expectation that God will come and judge the whole earth in righteousness and faithfulness is a cause for joy in Mm -hmm. this psalm, right? Mm -hmm. So Tim Keller encapsulates the main point for me. He says, 
Only a heart overflowing with joy will want to share the source of that joy with everyone that meet. Mm. When you are full of joy, you are full of Jesus, and you'll share that. That's the point. Worship, joy, praise uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ kind of propels us in the world to do what he would do, to love and to serve and to be his hands and feet. Mm -hmm. And then I like how Psalm 1 begins. It's one of my favorite verses. Sing to the Lord a new song. What in the world does that mean? Well, I got to think about it. It's like every time we experience God's grace anew, afresh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we can sing a new song. Hmm. Like when we've been rescued from a situation or when we've received a second chance or when God has healed and restored, uh, restored a relationship, we can sing a new song because we start over right. in those situations, in those instances. Mm-hmm. But it also has a deeper meaning for Christians. Because we have a new, new song. It's one that never before existed. It was one that was written for us by our Heavenly Father and was delivered to us by His beloved Son. And that is, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Mm-hmm. That's our new, new song, and it never gets old. The, the ancient Hebrews and Jews had this as a promise to come. But we, as Christians, have this as reality experienced. Christ has saved us. Mm. And isn't that the best news ever and worthy of sharing? Um, Wearsby, in one of his commentaries, kind of sums it up like this. He says, we can sing because the news is good. We can praise because our God is great. We can worship because our Lord is worthy. And we can rejoice because the King is coming again. Mm. Amen to that. Mm. Uh, the good news is good. <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> and it is news that reminds us all of what we have been given. And it should fill us with joy. Uh, you know that feeling when something really exciting happens in your life? It can be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that always comes to mind for me is the birth of a new grandchild. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all you want to talk about. He's so cute. She's <laughs> so perfect. You don't care if anybody wants to hear it or not. You just talk about it, right? Yeah. And then you tell everybody. And don't then out come the pictures. Yeah. You know, it's just one thing after another. And, and more pictures. And more pictures, <laughs> yes. And we don't care if anybody else wants to see it or hear about it. And we're certainly not embarrassed that we're sharing. No. Because that's what's on our heart. So how much greater is this gift of salvation that we've been given. Mm. Shouldn't we be just as incapable of keeping that news to ourselves? You know, I have this quote that I look at often on my bulletin board that says, what fills my heart comes out of my lips. Mm. So when your heart is truly filled with Jesus, then you should not be able to stop yourself from right. talking about you him. Just, it should just be flowing right out. Exactly, exactly. Kind of makes you wonder what fills your heart. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that brings us to Psalm 150. It's the climax and the final doxology, the entire book of Psalms. And the psalmist isn't subtle here. Yeah. You can't miss it. Mm -hmm. The word praise occurs 13 times, and 10 of those are commands Mm -hmm. to praise. This um, grand finale is loud and demonstrative. It is full of human voices singing and instruments being played. It's it's really 
unrestrained worship. Mm-hmm. I think of it as the opposite of Presbyterian worship, which is always decently and in order, right? <laughs> it's yes. exuberant and joyful. I think it reminds me of the cl- complete abandonment of our African partners, what they feel when they come before the Lord together. They mm-hmm. are very emotive. They worship with all they've got. I said, you, it's a full expression of devotion. And it may sound like cacophony to our ears, mm-hmm. but it's definitely joyful yeah. and pleasing to the Lord. And the psalmist goes on to say that the command is um, all-encompassing. We praise God everywhere, mm-hmm. inside the church, outside in the world, in heaven, on earth, everywhere. Why? Because God is who He is. Mm-hmm. He is of surpassing greatness. And what do we praise Him for? His acts of power. Along with uh, brass and strings and winds and percussion instruments that are mentioned in this um, psalm, our voices mm. can make a joyful noise of praise to the one who's worthy and who loves us beyond our ability to comprehend. Now, individual praise is marvelous. I know you experience it, it probably when you're outside in your garden. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can have it in your quiet time where you just praise the Lord or when you're walking, you're out in creation. It just spontaneously l- comes to you. It sort of lifts your heart mm-hmm. to the Lord. That kind of individual praise is marvelous. And when you're in that spot, you never want it to end, right? Right. What he's talking about here, though, the Psalms are written for the body, for God's people. It's a corporate thing. Yeah. We are all together unified. And I will just tell you, this has become especially meaningful to me because in the last six weeks, we have experienced six deaths mm. of family and close friends. Yeah. It's been an awful six weeks. Yeah. And then I came to this psalm, and what I realized is it's a preview of heaven. Yeah. It's just, it's a glimpse of splendor, glorious, unimaginably beautiful future where everyone and everything is glorifying God and enjoying Him forever. It is a place where we are as we were always meant to be, Mm. perfectly loved, perfectly accepted, perfectly united. We are our complete selves in the presence of our loving Savior, Lord, and King. Mm. And that is a glorious vision for me, particularly in these last six weeks, but but always, always, whatever journey we've been on with twists and turns and failures and successes with joys and sorrows. This is the way the story ends. This is the last chapter that we all get to live. And, you know, it's a story that couldn't be made up. Um, As you said, in this life, we face plenty of things, things that we can't even imagine until we face them. But the Psalms are always there to remind us that our story does have a perfect ending. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I, I haven't ever spent much time in the Psalms, but I'm ending this study knowing that they will be a much bigger part of my study and my life going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I cannot think of a book in the Bible that covers more ground or reminds me more often that no matter what, my Savior is with me, just waiting and wanting to hear from me and to have me walk alongside him until we are eternally together. Mm. 
Well, I think an appropriate way to end is by quoting Isaiah 12, verses 5 through 6. Okay. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. O Lord, give us hearts for praising you. Amen. Well, as when we started out, we told our listeners that this is the last of our podcast for this psalm study. It's been a great year. Um, I hope that um, everyone has learned as much as I have <laughs> and has gotten a real taste for what the psalms are like and, and can possibly to take that and just dig even deeper into the psalms. Maybe go over these again, but there are plenty of psalms that we did not look at oh, yeah. um, that we can go through. May they continue to speak to our hearts. Exactly. And it's always our pleasure to have an opportunity to share with you. And we look forward to reconnecting with you again when we start a new study next September. And uh, so wow. be on the lookout for that, <laughs> for that, because that's what we'll be doing now, Jan, you and I. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>